I imagine us kind of coming back into this scene, find ourselves kind of like in a dark tunnel somewhere. We hear the dripping of water. We hear something moving across the stony ground, the floor. We just hear an echo all of a sudden just slowly fade off, twists and turns in the darkness. And then it comes out into this small hole and we enter into this huge cavern. We see the purple torches and the stalactites hanging from the ceiling. We see the rope bridges and the waterfall. And we see Shore, the drow captain, kicking off Darendil over the edge. We see that large purple giant spider quickly spray its web, catching him in it. He starts to struggle and thrash. We just see a silent scream as his broken maw opens up and quickly the spider just envelops him in the web and sinks its stinger into it. And you, we see the body twitch slowly and less frequently until it grows still. We see that spider kind of slowly descend into this large web where it attaches it. And you just see the camera pan. You just see dozens and dozens of these old wrapped bodies. Back up to that ledge where we see Shore looking down upon the giant spider and its work and he gets this kind of sideways smile that comes across his face. Turns back to look at the lot of you. Sneers. And kind of turns away, motions to his guards to follow him. And they all disappear back into the guard tower. What do you guys do? What's going through what's going through your characters' heads actually in this moment? In this moment, Lara sees that broken tusk on the floor and she wants to forget it. Okay. Yeah, you uh you quickly go over to the scene, you swipe up his his tusk. It sort of kind of improvised dagger. Yeah. What's uh what's going on with Indigo? I think Indigo is actually really shell-shocked right now mm. he's never one never seen anyone die violently before and he honestly up until this point didn't think this was that serious he thought they were gonna yeah. make a clean getaway and it was all gonna be fine and that just kind of went out the window uh as jim jar went over the side sans hand so this is the most violence that Indigo has ever seen. So he is just like rooted to the spot, eyes wide open, just like trembling. Hmm. Pretty, pretty well in shock after this, huh? Okay. Sefel, you creepy old man. Sefel, who is much more intelligent and well put together and tactical than I am. Mm. Uh, is still sort of in the heat of planning mode and trying to, you know, stack contingencies upon contingencies. And to him, this is still playing out. Like, yeah. this isn't a... That wasn't an end to the plan. 
that was a change in the plan that is still in progress. He's still trying to think in in real time and sort of make a contingency plan to this. Mm. Um, and doesn't actually have anything at the moment to, to do that with. So he's just kind of sitting there more in his own brain than in his physical body. You guys can feel the tension in the room amongst yourselves. Indigo kind of working through that shock. Eldith actually comes over. Do you mind if I sit next to you, Indigo? You seem to seem to be rather distraught. Uh, 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 okay, yeah, that, that's, that's fine. And she uh, settles down beside you. She props her arms on the top of her knees, her back to the wall, and have you, uh, have you never seen a person die before? Uh, I, I saw br- Brother Lehman die, but he was 103 years old. It was, it was, it wasn't like this at all. And who's Brother Lehman? Oh, he's, he's one of my uh, teachers at the Abbey. Uh, he, he was a specialist in, in runes and stars. He knew a lot of constellations, I I wasn't always the best student. I didn't always listen to him. He was pretty boring, but he was nice. He taught me a lot. That's nice. And you said you're part of an abbey. What abbey would this be? I didn't know that you were uh, part of a, a holy, holy place or of a religious mind. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, we're we're called the the Wandering Abbey uh, of Toral. Um, we travel all over just studying and learning and, um, you know, worshiping Toril and, and all her, her forms and shapes and, you know, just recording everything uh, about her. I feel I might have heard of you once or twice. Hmm. And what, uh, could I ask you? What, uh, what made you join this hobby? Uh, I mean, I, I've been there as long as I can remember that brothers and sisters, they, they told me that I showed up when I was three. I just kind of happened along, and they they took me in. And I, I it's only only and, and best home I've ever known. Uh, such a good family now, even though you might not know your your true birth family, I should say. I shouldn't say true family, but your birth family, your, you know, your parents... Oh, fa- family is something that you build. It's 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 a verb. It's something that you you do. It's not something that you necessarily are born into. It's something that um, that we use to build each other up. Hmm. That's true. I'm from Gontulgarm. Uh, it's a recently restored dwarven city. Have you heard of it? I'm not sure that I have. What What's it like there? Well, we took it back about a hundred years ago, but we're, we're buried deep, deep beneath the earth. It's filled with large halls and large mines, and we have a forge that you wouldn't believe. We produce some of the greatest works the North has ever seen. Indigo, you can... Roll an insight check here. All right. All right. Highest roll of the campaign so far at the 16. Nice. 
you can tell while she's being completely honest about everything she's saying, she's doing this to kind of pull you out of the shock. Like, you know well enough as a as a healer that you know that could have been very detrimental to you and and so you realize as she starts to talk about her home and in describing it to you that she's you know she was genuinely worried about you but knew it was best to kind of pull your mind from it it's like trying to ground exactly you in reality. exactly and and as you're slowly coming back you realize this and uh she goes you know i'm i've got a a husband and a son back home. <laughs> it's, uh, his name's Tordar. Really do hope to be getting out of here. I'd like to see him once again. Elder, I think we need to get out of here. I think you're very much right. We need to get out of here as soon as we can. Well, the only thing I can think of in to go is that we're probably going to have to use the lift. Have you noticed it? I, I think I saw it on the way in. Good. It's, uh... Will that, will that get us somewhere we can get out from? From what I've seen, it leads us down to the uh, the cavern floor. And I've heard a little bit of whispering that there's three passageways. One of which could lead towards what they call the Dark Lake. I've never been there myself. But uh, from what I've heard, they generally try to avoid it. The drow, I mean, for it's filled with Kotoa. They kind of claim it as their own. And that of the Durgar, they, they claim it a little bit on the other side. And she says, but uh, I, I believe from one of those passages, and perhaps one of the others might know a little bit better, I believe one... Leads back to, well, the Spider City. The one they'll be leading us to, to be sacrifices or slaves. I, I would really prefer not to go to that one. <laughs> so, I Same here, Indigo. That's a, that'd be a fate I'd wish to avoid. Perhaps you and your, uh, your friends, we could perhaps gather with the others and, and come up with a perhaps a better, fully realized plan for how to get out of here. But I, I fear there may be a bit uh, more on alert because of that stunt between Ront and Darendel, and I don't know what Jim Jar was thinking, but that was just plain stupid. We'll need to have everybody involved. We're all gonna get out of it. Well, we all have to get out of this. Hey. Alright, uh, I'll be feeling a little bit Better in to go. I'm feeling a bit awake after the chores today, so I'm just gonna rest my eyes for a few minutes. Uh, Eldith? Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. And she uh, squeezes your shoulder as she stands up and walks over to the other side of the cell, and she settles down. You see her cross her arms and kind of lean her head back, and she closes her eyes, and you are left against the wall on your own. What are the rest of you thinking about now? Safel has literally just been standing in that spot where he was in front of the cell mm. door for probably about five minutes now. Just 
thinking. For the first time in at least his memory, he is currently faced with a challenge that he has no feasible way to solve, and it's infuriating. Mm. He's coming up with, you know, this whole time he's been like, okay, this happened. Contingency, no, that doesn't work. I don't have that. Or, you know, okay, t uh, contingency on top of that. Backup plan, no, I can't do that right now. And and over and over and over again, he's coming up with new plans, and there, nothing is landing. For as much of a mental capacity as he likes to believe he has, he is sort of at the brink right now of burning his, himself out, and he kind of walks over to the wall and slumps. Mm. As you uh, as you settle back down against the wall, really trying to think about things. You see um, that drow that is in there with you, those red kind of chicken pox dots adorning his face. He's mm. staring wide-eyed and intently at you. Okay. Make an insight check. Ooh, okay. Uh, 17. He looks frightened while looking at you. And you see him actually like kind of slowly straighten up he doesn't like stop looking at you and he just slowly backs away across the room and like sits down and just kind of like tucks into himself and you feel like this odd pulsing pounding headache starting to appear in your head and you like go to rub your forehead and like you feel like a, a very large vein there kind of pulsing and as your fingertips are kind of like rubbing against it you just all of a sudden feel it move out from underneath your finger and that vein is like no longer present underneath your skin what <laughs> Andrew, your yes, face was so good there. <laughs> That's not... That doesn't sound good. You should get that checked out. Yeah, Indigo was in shock before, and now he's just looking across, and he's like, What the fuck? Fellow's, like, fighting his own... Like, he feels like he's just thought way too hard, and his brain... Like, his head is literally pounding. It's too much exertion. I need rest. He kind of looks up and sees that uh, Sarath and, and probably a couple others are like starting to look at him weird and he's just gonna kind of pull to himself. Lara, you have picked up this broken large tusk of Ronce and now you, you have it in your possession along with this iron bar that you found what you would presume was like a day ago. What are you thinking? You've you saw that the uh, the twins have been, or watched you take this, and you see Sarath move across, and you see Indigo kind of talking to Eldith before she kind of moves across, and you see Safel standing, staring outside this gate for a couple of minutes, and then going and sitting down, and now he seems to be kind of resting. He seems in deep pensive thought. Watching kind of how everyone has settled down after this, 
think she would start by approaching Indigo. Indigo, here, take this. You're going to want to arm yourself. You will see much worse before this is over. And she'll hand over the um, broken tusk. Oh, thanks. Oh, God. <laughs> it's still bloody. No, I I should have wiped it off. I'm I sorry. I was feeling better, but now I feel a little nauseous. But uh, I, 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 I appreciate the effort. Some of like... That literally got ripped out of an orc's yeah, face you, like you see five some, minutes like, ago. Blue-green <laughs> fur attached to the end of it and like some extra blood and flesh where he was like probably using it to stab into Darindo after it's it was fine. broken out of his mouth. I'll, I'll keep that safe. What uh, stalagmite had we uh, discovered was probably what led to Ilvara's chambers where our items would be kept. You learned that her door was underneath the shrine in the uh, upper level of that stalactite. The, I mean, the, the biggest thing, right, is that we lost our equipment. I mean, that that's a huge setback for, for oh, any yeah. character, especially a level one that has literally yeah. nothing else. So... The struggle that I'm going through where the equipment that I start with is so pivotal to literally the progression of my character um, I I don't know if we're intended to cut our losses and start from literal scratch or or if we have to, to bust in and get our shit and then figure it out from there That's a tough choice. Uh, I'm as as much as Indigo wants his book back. I don't know that he's willing to die and risk other people's lives for it. Sure. Lara has no attachment attachment to her personal possessions. I don't think. So it is literally just my spell book. That is the hang-up yeah it's, it's it's a big thing for you absolutely it's a and you know yeah. i imagine i picture yeah. you Sefeld, like that is what's really giving you this pounding headache is like i need my fucking spell book like this the rest of this is not a problem i can i can get away is. out of here i can do all these things but if i don't have my spell book i am fucked kind of a thing no, that that that's exactly it. Half the plans that have gone through his head, that have that have ended up being dead ends, all come to that one kind of to to turn the phrase that that one spin of the web that is his book. His book is the thing that is all of these lines are connecting. Mm. That if he just had his his stuff, he could fix he could fix this so quickly. And also, Safel doesn't know the meta of how fucking wizards work in D&D. <laughs> to him, that that book is is mm. core. That is his magic and especially the the one lead that he has, the one thing that he's been yeah. following for his, you know, his perceptible memory is inside yeah. that and book. And that's uh, you know, jumping jumping so, to Andrew here as Indigo. That book's got a lot for you, too. Like, I was pretty surprised for you to be like, you know what? Yeah. He, he can break away. 
it it's his life work. It's what he's been working for his entire life. But I'm just thinking he just watched someone die, and it was in his mind. It was his idea, and partially never his fault. Mm. And so it, it's you know it's his ambition, like the book, versus his kind of core sense of you know humanity, um, that he is kind of like like gripping with right here. Mm-hmm. He he wants the book. He wants it very badly, uh, but he's also thinking how badly it would hurt to see someone get hurt because he wants that book. Yeah. Okay. Now here's what I think the interesting difference is between our characters. It is very easy for me to, and and I might be, it might be a similar situation for you or not. I don't know what you're working with exactly, though I have ideas. But at least for me, I can recreate my book eventually. It's not, it's not a thing that is forever gone. Um, and to some degree, Safel knows that. He knows that his magical, at least the stuff that is in his head right now, he knows well enough that he could jot back down if he had the right place to put it. It is more the story connection for him and the the tie that he has inside it that he is so remiss to let go of. But I'm... I mean, even at this point, while he's trying his best to rest, I think he's really grappling with the fact that he he may very well have to let go of it. At least for now. Yeah. Indigo's book is is irreplaceable. Um not non mechanical, but it is irreplaceable. Those right. that research cannot be redone. It's the content of it, not the the actual book. Yeah. It's like the Right. It's it's years of notes and figures and sketches. And Laura's and, probably like, nah, fuck you know, that shit, tough, man. Yeah, I was <laughs> just thinking, like, Laura don't give a shit about your book. <laughs> She's like, sorry about your yeah. cute drawings. I'm yeah. fucking going. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow, it'd be too bad if you didn't have somewhere else you could draw <laughs> outside of here in a different book. <laughs> nice picture, dweeb. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone knows each other fairly well in like this context that we've been sitting in this prison cell together. I think you would also know that Lara is easily manipulated into doing what you want, perhaps. <laughs> so if you want it, um, and not in like a, a, just in kind of like a, this is part of the escape plan. So you better fall in line if you want my help kind of thing. Yeah. You want me to yeah. throw my body upon the sword of, Ilvara, so you guys can uh, rob the shit. Absolutely, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if that's what needs to happen. <laughs> yeah, Sam. Oh, man. I Sam, so you don't mind coming with another character next session <laughs> so that we can get out, right? I had such good shit planned You, you don't that. mind being the first character death for the sake of our... <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys have all kind of had your moments here. Do you guys want to rest? Or are you guys kind of thinking gather yourselves to kind of formulate a new plan of attack here what are what are your thoughts i'm happy to take the reins and kind of move you guys along to the next day the only thing that i would like to do to kind of go back to you know creating that contingency in the worst case scenario the last thing that safel will do is sort of go to the people that uh they've talked to and have decided that they trust which, as of this point, 
you know, as far as trust goes here, which at this point is uh, Eldith, Topsy Turvy, and you got stool. Um, and you fucking forget about. <gasps> you do have stool, boy, but uh, how dare no, you? No, I'm just I. I'm just going to to the people I think will credibly have you know a, a chance for this uh, because wow. I know that Stool has not been out of his room for quite some time. Uh, I'm going to go around to the aforementioned individuals and ask if anybody has collected a feather or a piece <laughs> of down. Maybe if they were fluffing a guard's pillow or you know they they were doing some clothing wow you was, really want you know, something down fucking packed, downy and feathery or, or anything all right. like that so they're all staring uh, at you and they're like just oh, okay something down yeah and something yeah i do while it's shushar and sarith and stool just like stare at you also in the, the, the cell just like okay cool this is hmm. stool's like what you doing I am wondering if anybody present has a feather or something downish. Stool's like, no, I don't. I don't have anywhere to put it. <laughs> this, 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 this hyper intelligent. Yeah, I didn't like, fucking ask you, just Stool. Weird spores no, just like puffing out. It's like. <laughs> this hyper intelligent uh wizard this scholar of magics and and the universe and the fabric of being is just standing <laughs> in the middle of an underground cell asking for a fucking piece of fluff eldith goes uh no i don't i don't have any of that but uh if if i get duty tomorrow in uh in one of the barracks i will uh I'll do what I can to get some. And the others kind of nod, like, yeah, they don't have it, but, you know, same thing, like, if that's something that's needed for potential escape, like, they'll they'll do their best to get some. I have two stipulations that I need to save us. All of us. I need that piece we, we of know. down. <laughs> or feather of any kind. <laughs> and if anyone... You've said it, like... And... Eight times now. Into part two. <laughs> and if anyone, <laughs> motherfucker, I will bitch slap you over the wall. <laughs> These fingers aren't just for fluttering. Um, <clears throat> if anybody has chores within the mistress's chambers. There is a book that would be invaluable. <laughs> it has my name right on the back. It says no. It says Indigo's. No. no. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> if if you find Indigo's book, don't push your luck. But if it's there, I guess take it. <laughs> But it is a leather-bound folder of kinds, <laughs> not so much a book. It is a scrap of leather with many 
pieces the of The book is in a portfolio. This is, <laughs> this is heartbreaking to listen yeah, to you describe a book without it being a book. No. <laughs> it is literally... Yeah, no, okay. so... No, that it's um, it is actually not a book. Uh Safel's No, I, I have it written. Safel's okay. spell book, because it does not technically have to be a physical just tome. Mm -hmm. It can be literally anywhere you store spells. So it is literally a scrap of leather okay. with like twine tied just scribbled pieces pieces of parchment of okay. all different kinds on the inside. It's not it's not like an official okay, tome. Like it's a folder, very I gotcha. like hodgepodge of information that he's okay. found um okay yeah and he will he will describe that um if you can if anybody can retrieve it you um you feel our escape will be almost kind of guaranteed. like bop itself against you and goes um i'm the only one allowed in the mistress's chambers for chores Son of a bitch. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> Every time he like goes up to the rock wall and just starts bashing his skull. Like, Every fucking time I, could, I have a plan. I could, uh, I could try to get this it's book. Like blood trickling down his forehead. He's dizzy. And then he goes, book. Stool, oh. stool, what's it like inside the mistress's um, chamber? There's lots of uh, webbing and a wiggly bed and Fuck. two people <laughs> and things in the webs and a box. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes there's a table. Dear fucking god, this is painful. <laughs> Stool, if if you can get the books, primarily the leather one, but if you can get the books, I will be. I will personally make sure that you become our best friend. Do you promise? And I will save you. Until the end of my days. Wow. Okay. I I'll do my best. <laughs> he like turns to the others and telepathically, like all of you hear it. He's like, Guys, did you hear? If I could get the books, he's gonna save me forever and be my best friend. Yay! What? This is a great turn of events. Also, still, thanks for telling us if, that there's always two people in the room. That's really helpful advice. Yeah, they, um, they're usually, like, together. Like, I don't have arms to <laughs> oh. do it, but they, like, hug each other a lot. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um. Oh. Oh, my. Stool. There is a there is a <laughs> ritual among bipedal individuals. Okay, I'm, oh, I, I can do this. Must. Okay, because I got uh, two yeah, legs. Indigo, cover your ears. Um, humanoid oh. creatures 
with uh, you it's it's gross and messy yeah. and it's energy exerting and honestly a waste of time it's oh. you you don't need to hey to hey, 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 hey Sophel <laughs> yes please never speak on the subject ever again they like wasting time but I'll I'll do my best to get Laura's the books thinking that okay? stool is already dead yeah they waste time real good Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> there's no way. I guess Safel will will kind of call a, a meeting of the uh, the troublesome trio. Ooh. That's yeah, uh, and sort of. I um, as much as it disgusts me, I feel dependency is going to be important when enacting this escape plan. So I feel it is important that we share with each other everything that we could contribute to a potential exodus. You know that I can make a fall less so should we decide to jump instead of taking the lift. If you hadn't caught on, the feather and or down is... <laughs> is what I need for that specifically. Although I feel like I sound a broken record at this point. Other than that, my abilities are quite limited until I regain my book, create another, or find new magics from which to pull from. Yeah, um that's all going to come in handy and I'll be able to provide um, offensive um, melee in addition to potential ground cover should we need it um, if our escape plan requires us to disappear quickly. Yes, um, I can um, I can heal pretty well. Um, I can blast a guy with holy magic sometimes. Um, I'm also, like, I'm pretty good with locks. If I can get a couple tools to, to give me some locks. Um, yeah, that's the most of the things. I'm, I'm also, like, really, really buff. So, that's also, you know, I'm bringing a lot to the team. As you guys are talking, you actually hear footsteps coming across the, the bridge. You hear, like, a... Kind of like this clunk and drag. And you guys look over and you actually see that scarred drow making its way across the bridge, carrying your kind of measly meals for the day. And it comes up to the bars. It's the same one that has like the horrible scarring across the left hand of the side of his face. And he looks at the three of you, holding these bowls filled with like this mushroom stew. Then he like slowly peeks over his right shoulder back towards the guard tower looks back at you guys walks a little bit closer and like nods his head as in like a come here gesture i i'm gonna go right over don't seem too eager you gotta you gotta <laughs> yeah no he I mean, <laughs> i'm just fucking with you definitely dude. a level of caution yeah. but he's he's a pro no like there's a there's a healthy you know distrust mm -hmm. there but he's interesting okay so you guys make your way 
over to this this scar drow and uh he slowly passes these small bulls through the bars and goes if i could give you a means to escape from here would you take it I'm I'm gonna need a, a check on his uh, his intent there. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like I'm gonna need uh, you to roll me a I, I persuasion don't. or something. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not going to say shit okay, to that. Make, make an insight. Check. I I'm not gonna say shit to that until I know where it's coming from. All of you can make it. You're all there. Indigo is not that cautious. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's a okay, fifteen. 15. Lara, you uh, you insight checking this dude, or are you gonna just kind of go with your gut? Um, if Indigo immediately said yes, um, she she's just going to stand in the. Ah, I'll do I'll do an insight check real quick, but I think she's sure. just kind of going along with Indigo right now. Uh, mm-hmm. It's an eleven, twelve, sorry, twelve. Okay, uh, you two believe that he legitimately wants to know if you want a means of escape he doesn't um like you you haven't heard his proposal or anything but he seems genuinely interested and doesn't seem to be coming from kind of a uh sneaky like tell me i'll tell on you kind of a thing are you oh are you not it's not slimy (laughs) are you a cop you gotta tell me if you're a cop it's the rules um so he hears Indigo and he looks at both you, Lara, and you, Safel, kind of like waiting for a confirmation. Uh, Lara's gonna give a nod and okay. um, kind of stand uh, to the side and look at Safel. We'll hear your proposal. Good, good. Quickly, though, so that we are not mistaken for being in cahoots here. Pass the balls through to the others. And he's like, Ever so slightly checking behind his shoulders. Take the bowls, kind of pass it into the cell. Same. Stool. Distribute the food. He comes over and he just like place it on his bulbous mushroom head and he just kind of starts running it around the room to everybody coming back. You're like after he's delivered a bowl. Just like, I'm ready for another. And then he runs off again. So this this drow goes. I could create a distraction for you and leave this cell unlocked. All I need from you is to make sure you make it out of here, all of you. I can distract them long enough in the armory outpost there behind me where your other guards sit. What's in it for you? Do you see these scars? They were a gift from an ooze. A horrible black one. I once stood as captain here, and that ooze left me crippled. He holds up his left hand, and you actually see he only has three fingers remaining on it. The rest of his skin has been horribly burned, and same with his face, that limp that he has on his in his left leg. Now I'm nothing but a mockery here, especially to Ilvara. All I want is to see them humiliated, and if that, that taste of it comes from your escape... I'd gladly do it a hundred times over. What are the conditions of this distraction? Do they involve an immediate exit? Or could items be gathered that were taken from us? Most of the others are to the southern stalactites. 
some within the armory, the guard post across the bridge. If I were to distract them, you would need to head closer to the Quagarth Den, as we call it, and maybe jump into the pools below. So that's a no on getting our things. I cannot make any promises on that. If you decide to push your way through the armory and escape that way and try to gather your things, do it. I'll try to distract them as much as possible, maybe even draw them more close to the southern gate. Fuck, that's all I needed to hear. I'm in. <laughs> I, uh... We could give Stool one shot before the distraction, potentially. We could. What do I call you? I'm Jolin. Oh. Mm. <laughs> oh. I know this guy. Jorlin, do you enter the chambers of the mistress? He actually looks pretty pissed when you kind of say that. Man, he just said that that she doesn't like him. No, I don't. He kind of says through some gritted teeth. Then your distraction will be more than enough. How long do we have? I can have my shift switched for tomorrow. Is that soon enough? Yeah. I am. That sounds great. I need one thing. Is this about the fucking feathers to fell? It's a feather. <laughs> <laughs> it is literally the only thing that's going to get us down safely unless we take the lift. You think I, <clears throat> I think you told us to take the lift. Feather. Yeah, we could take the lift. You you know in talking to a couple of the people that like you could take the lift. You know that it's usually guarded by some quagoth. He said you could jump down to the river below slash pool below however you want to do it he's like fucking do it if you want me to do something towards the south i'll do something towards the south but like his only demand is is that you guys have to make it out and that's it he doesn't care how you do it you just have to make it out of here take the distraction as far south as you possibly can to give us as much time and as much room to move and a chance to gain our items. If we do not have the time nor the capability to retrieve them, we will not risk our lives gaining them. We will take the loss. I will do my best. I will have to come by sooner and unlock the gate. Don't go too soon. I will need time to make my way to the south without being clear on my intentions. Will there be a signal? You'll see the guards rushing from the guard post. Let it be so, then. He starts to shuffle away from you guys. So, you guys start to kind of settle in for a little bit, trying to get some rest. You know, tomorrow, However long that might be, it could be just a couple hours, it could be a hell of a long time, you're not sure, but he will leave the gate open, create a distraction, and you guys can get the fuck out. You find yourself in a very square corridor, and it's like any dream, you just find yourself kind of in the middle of it, and you're running. <laughs> 
we see you panting and you're sprinting and you're running down this corridor and you you can you can't see anything in front of you but the darkness and as you come up all of a sudden like a wall appears in front of you and you you slam into it and you you see that there's a turn to your right and so you immediately start sprinting down it looking the way that you had just come before and you're <sighs> you frantically you come up to another corner and you see that there's a left and a right and a left and a right which way do you go left okay you start you start running to the left and you can hear behind you just a <laughs> in this heavy footsteps <laughs> starting to crap come up closer and closer you hear a <laughs> something huge slams into a wall behind you you're sprinting faster now <laughs> You see from that huge explosion, you look behind you and you just see like this curling dust come out of the darkness closer towards you as it enters your field of vision. And you just start sprinting faster and faster and just... <laughs> and it starts growing and growing in those footsteps ever closer. And then this large hand starts reaching out from the shadows towards you. And you're just... No! as it clamps down on you and you awake <sighs> Sam would you roll for that d10 7 7 mm. you find yourself as you wake up in a large open cavern. And you can just barely see this pinpick of, uh, of light. Who knows how far above you? But you can see that you're kind of swathed in this kind of circular lighted area. And as you go to like stand up, you like place your arms beside you and you just hear this squelch, this <laughs> And you look down, your hands are sinking into, like, what looks like flesh. And you're looking all around you, and you just see what looks like muscles all about you. And your hand, like, slips in between them, and you're just, you pull them out. <gasps> and, like, you feel that same slurping, just, and you feel your body kind of, like, sinking into it. And you feel, like, something grab onto you from beneath and you 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 yell out and you try to like scramble away and then all of a sudden from like beneath this fleshy substance hands start coming out and like grabbing you and just, just trying to pull you in like quicksand in your body and you're struggling to get out and as your face slowly sinks beneath and your arms reaching outwards your eyes panicked you wake up and you're in the cell Brendan, what's your roll? Uh, I rolled a six. Okay. And you, technically, because of your race, you don't really sleep? Correct. Uh, the way that it is uh, in active motionless state during which I retain consciousness. So essentially, I just kind of go into a, a conscious stasis. Mm. Okay. You settle into this kind of meditative state, and as you're in it, as 
vigilant as you're trying to be, you find yourself quickly becoming distracted because as like you're holding your hands, picture kind of your fingers kind of methodically like steepling and kind of folding together and unsteepling and then maybe kind of like rubbing the backs of your hands and you can you look down and you see your bony fingers and you can see all your veins kind of underneath your thin skin and you see one of those prominent veins all of a sudden like slink back into your arm and you're like what and then you feel like like your lip starting to like twitch in a weird way just like raising up towards your your nose and then it settles back down and you just feel like something like pull and you feel like your face is moving and you like you put up your 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 hand to your cheekbone and you feel it move and like you go to press back and it feels fine but you can't deny what you just felt And then you kind of feel things kind of, you're like a little shaky and you're looking at yourself and that vein that you saw kind of like slink back underneath your skin, it's still there. You're like, what the hell? And as you guys all kind of come back to full consciousness, Safel kind of still pondering what the hell he felt and he saw, if he saw anything, if he really felt anything. While Lara and Indigo awake from their dreams. All of you make a perception check for me. 19. 19. Great. 14. Okay. 9. 9. Okay. You two hear this like distant screeching. Almost like a bird. It's cawing. And then you hear what sounds like... like a mosquito when it flies next to your ear just hear like this droning and all of a sudden as you hear the sound growing louder and louder you guys feel yourselves like walking towards the gate you even see a couple of the drow exit out from the guard tower and the sound becomes louder and louder and louder and then all of a sudden you just hear that screeching and it's closer and you guys fucking see these two large harpy like creatures all of a sudden just burst from down below just like the coming out of nowhere and they start screaming and flying around in the air and then you see these large mosquito like creatures following up behind them and they're just fuck those things dog fighting each other you see them like one of them is trying to grab this bird creature humanoid type thing and trying to stab it with this huge proboscis like needle just on its face that droning growing ever louder and all of a sudden cries and screams are coming from the drows and these large creatures are just flying about the cavern you guys see the drow all of a sudden moving from between the stalactites screaming and yelling orders you see them starting to launch arrows out into this cavern space at these large 
monstrous creatures. And then you see Jorlin all of a sudden come sprinting across the walkway. And he comes up to the gate and he like quickly unlocks it and flings it open. And he goes, I don't know what's happening, but now you'll never find a better distraction. Go. This wasn't the plan. (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys do? Guys, it's time to go. Stool. Yeah. With me. Topsy turvy. Let's go. Okay. Uh, All the others. All the soldiers. (laughs) They just start scrambling up behind you, like, "Where are we going? What? What's happening? Where are you guys going to go?" My book. I'm going to run for the bridge. Uh, I'm. I'm going to see if I can get my my fucking equipment back i'm I'm gonna try i'm right behind him all right the gate is open you guys have been told to go safel is making a break for it to try and get to his belongings you guys have told the other ones to like go they're basically following your guys's lead so what are you guys doing you're making a break for the room yeah Yep, I'm running straight for where I was last told our belongings might be. Okay. I am taking it, like, I'm taking the chance to get them. If it looks like it's going to kill us to do it, he's going to cut his loss, but he's he's not going without trying. Okay, let's just quickly put this into initiative order, just so we can do this kind of like a okay. second-by-second type thing. Uh, so go ahead and roll that for me, guys. Initiative... Guys, this is our first initiative Ooh. of the podcast. What up? I rolled a natural fucking 20 for our first nice. initiative. So that is a total of 23, which honestly makes sense because as soon as that door was open, Safel started old man sprinting. I got a dirty Surprisingly 20. Surprisingly agile. Oh, nice. this is great because I did not. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I got a four, y'all. That's oh, I'll catch up. I'll catch up. <laughs> Get new dice, man. I did. <laughs> well, they they're wrong. That you hey, they had some bad juju in them, or the last guy, like all right, the guy who made them, or the guy who had them last, just didn't treat them right. Enough about the dice. You guys got to escape. So. Uh, first in the order, we do have Safel. Safel, so you've got your full range yes. of movement. You are still back at this gate. Go yeah. ahead and do what you want to do. Okay, I can get... So I can get into this tower. So I am... Uh, forget we have to describe things, because no one can see what we're seeing. Yes. So he bursts from the gate goes directly across to the bridge that leads to that first stalagmite that will lead south towards uh, Ilvara's chamber where his equipment supposedly is. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to sprint across the bridge into that first tower, but before I exit it onto the secondary bridge, he's going to stop at the door and take a look to make sure that he's not going to be running right into guards that are just going to grab him. Well, funnily enough, as you run into this guard tower, you actually see that there is a ah, quagoth and a drow 
both in there but as you're running through they don't even see to be paying you any mind their eyes are looking out the windows in this stalactite out at these creatures these huge creatures clawing and crying out at each other's and trying to tear each other apart um and you see that there are in fact two drow upon this rickety bridge by the waterfall you do think you have space to like run by them but you also see um that you see mistress elvara and captain shore right by the uh entrance to that stalactite that you know her belong uh your belongings are in so that's what you see what do you want to do uh i'm going to assume that the magic's back on and i'm going to cast disguise self Mm -hmm. and make myself look like one of the drow guards okay you do that you turn into a drow going to okay and as i do that i'm going to run out the door and just start making my way across the bridge so you you start making your way out onto this bridge but before you get too far you change yourself into the appearance of a drow okay lara you are up um so these giant or not large creatures are like flying straight can i get a sense of are they flying they're just fighting each other they're not attacking anyone specifically yeah, they Just don't even other? seem to be paying the drow any attention. You see the mosquito-like creatures are like actively trying to chase down these harpy bird-like creatures and they're just like tearing at each other uh and they're flying all about the cavern they're not necessarily flying in a particular direction lara's instinct i think um because she saw safel run down and then disguise himself right i definitely saw that uh you didn't see that actually I didn't. you don't oh, have no. good line of sight on it but you heard him say like he's he's going for his stuff Indigo, are you going in? Oh, yeah, I mean, it, it's like sort of on the way, and, you know, if we can grab it, that'd be great. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought I... you said she was highly influenced. Huh? <laughs> I thought she you was. said she was highly influenced. Yeah. She's going to run outside the cell, and then she's going to turn back and yell to the group, all right, this is our chance. We have to all escape here. If you want to leave this place with your lives, you will leave now, and we have to split up or else we are dead. Do you understand me? Half of you, this way. And she's going to point north. Um, Okay. So the idea here is to get a distraction to potentially lose half, but also potentially help us. (laughs) You monster. Okay. Um, <laughs> roll a persuasion check because you weren't specific about this. Will okay. it, it will be interesting how this goes. This is going to be chaos. I'm not proud of this, guys. It's a nat one. They look at you and they're like, Boopito like turns around to the others and it's like, no, we stay together. We can escape in greater numbers. And like... They're, they, like, know Bupido a little bit better, and they're like, okay, yeah, 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 stick together. Your funeral, and she's gonna get out her club and move, if she was told. Okay, all right. Uh, cool, that is your turn. You see this creature right here actually get into a quarrel with this bird-like one, and they are, like, 
biting into each other, but you see this bird-like one actually gets onto the back of the mosquito-type one and actually is, like, clawing into its back, tears off of its wings, and that large creature, the mosquito-like one, just starts plummeting towards the bottom of the cavern. Just... He moves up, and all of a sudden, like, you see as this bird one sends the other one to the ground, starts to turn to the others, it just gets speared right through its chest as this other mosquito comes up and like eviscerates it with this large proboscis and that one starts to crumble towards the ground this one comes around this particular winged one also starts to clamber with this mosquito one and they just start getting into a slug fest on each other um Next up is the drow. You see Jorlin in an effort because you can see that there are drow coming from the north running up the staircase towards to like where you guys are, but their eyes seem to be on these creatures. Jorlin actually starts running into this guard post and the other ones on this bridge next to you, Safel, just start pulling out bows and firing arrows. You see Shore actually moving towards the south a little bit, like calling out what sounds like orders, and Ilvara starts following, while this drow kind of makes it around this side of the stalactite, trying to uh, get a better view as he pulls out a bow. Um, and that is their turn. Indigo, you are up. Oh, boy. Um, I, I'm going to follow the gang here. Um, so Indigo is going to burst out of, uh, the cell, head over the first rope bridge, um, into the, uh, kind of log jam behind, um, Safel and Lara. Um, and while there, I think he, then he's going to reach into his robe. He's going to pull out the uh the t- Ront's tusk mm. um and i would like to ready an action um okay to take a, a stab at anyone who um you know attempts to apprehend me or uh, anyone in my crew right here sure okay all right you prepare yourself that way and next up are the npcs so we see bupito sprint uh out here he moves in. Let's take a look at his movement speed. Oh, yeah. And then he's going to double move. And you see as he crosses the bridge here, he actually shoves this drow. Just let's make actually a strength check here. Strength contest. Fucking he just makes it. So you see Bupito run across and like dive underneath this drow's legs and then like throw himself upwards. And this drow gets chucked over the side and just starts hurtling towards the bottom. <laughs> Wilhelm scream um and then he uh that's as far as he gets we see Shushar just starting to run out and he gets into the guard room because he's uh a little bit slow he sees everybody he's like and he starts making his way across but he's actually got pretty good movement and he makes it all the way to here uh, Topsy and Turvy actually hold back a little bit, but we see Sarith make his way out, and he's like all caught up in the creatures. He actually just freezes there. Eldith, she moves all the way into the guard room. Stool, the little boy, starts running his way in, and he gets in next to Lara and Safel. Lara, you see this drow kind of like 
hunched over in front of you, by the way. The odd kind of looking as he's, he, like, glances back at you. And Topsy and Turvy start making their way across this bridge. We are now back at you, Safel. What do you want to do? Okay. Disguised as the drow, I am going to... Um, now that my companions have made their way to the bridge, at least to Lara, I'm going to look back at her and try to give her a glance um, and sort of... Uh, God, I don't know a good, like, signal to to identify that it's me. Um, oh, I, I, <laughs> I'm going to, to make, like, a swooshing motion with my hand that sort of uh, mimics a feather that would be floating to the ground. Oh, classic. Uh, and I'll do that. Yeah, well... I'll do that as quickly as possible, and then I will uh, run across. Okay, I can get all the way to the end of the bridge, and then I can actually make it into that uh, chamber. Yeah, don't forget. Where supposedly our equipment is. Don't forget, you can double move. Yes, I am aware. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to... well. The, the first turn I couldn't because I had to use an action to cast Disguise Self. Okay. Um, and right now, my full movement is getting me into that chamber, and I'm kind of waiting to see what I, I see in there before I make any you see that it's, uh, You see that it's empty, but you do see the trap door is open that leads down below. Okay, I am going to make a dash for that then. I will use my action to dash, and I will move down that trapdoor. Okay. So you enter into what you believe to be uh, Ilvara's quarters. And as you descend down this ladder inside, you see that the walls all along them are hung like this black mesh that kind of resembles a spider web. And from it extends from kind of a central point in the ceiling out to the walls, and they drape kind of like curtains. You see that there are thick woven mats covering all of the floor, while there's a, a low platform that is covered with cushions and pillows to kind of make a broad uh, divan-like bed. On one side of the chamber, you see uh, that there is a small table and two chairs, while on the other holds a small shrine to what appears to be that same figure as above. Um, but this one uh, is kind of draped in what looks like a white kind of cloth. You also see that there's this heavy chest of that weird kind of wood that you guys have seen in some of the other locations at the foot of this bed. And that's what you see. Okay. Do I see any of my stuff around no you don't you don't see any of your stuff uh, immediately lying about okay what uh what did you say was on the foot of the bed a chest a very large chest. heavy chest okay do i have enough movement uh to get to it how much did it take you to get in there like 30 and then uh it took me my 30 to get into the chamber uh -huh. i don't know you know where the trapdoor was, how high the ladder was, and how big her chamber is. So that's sort of the... Yeah, so the circle that you're kind of standing in for the stalactite is kind of the same all the way down through. Um, 
Okay. So you it would you would probably need to double move to get down there because the ladder descends about ten feet, yep. um, and then the uh, chest is probably like eight feet away from you. Okay. So I believe I would actually have enough movement to get to the chest. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Um, so this is sort of this will be up to you whether this is a whole separate action but the rules Mm -hmm. on interacting with an object allow one free object interaction per turn as Mm -hmm. either part of your action or your movement um it doesn't require one or the other it just sort of is assumed that it's during your mover action um, okay, that's fine. So do you want to try and open this chest? I'll say that yes. it can be part of your movement. Okay. Yes, I would. You go to try to open it. It's locked. I figured as much. Yeah. Okay. Um, Lara, it is your turn. You see this weird kind of signal from this drow in kind of a feather-like motion. Um, you kind of maybe intuit that it would be Sifel. And you see them run across the bridge as they do not seem to give a fuck about these large creatures flying around or what the other drow are doing and disappear into the stalactite where you know Mistress Elvara's room to be. Yeah, I think I would definitely, if I saw that drow also go into the quarters of Elvara, then I would know, like, oh yeah, he's going to get his fucking book. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, is this drow still on the bridge or is this the one that Lupito knocked over? No, so the one with the X is the one that uh, Bupito shoved over. This one is still kind of like in the moment, kind of like looking back and forth, but trying to fire arrows at these large creatures flying in the cavern. Um, I would like to um, do a shove action and push this drow also over the bridge. Okay, let's do this contest. Um, Or actually, yeah, I think it's a contest for the shove. Yeah, go for it. That's a dirty 20. Okay, cool. I rolled a natural one. So, like, he turns around. Describe how you toss this dude. Yeah, I think Lara is going to do a clothesline. Like, it's not even a toss. It's a full-on just, like, about to run past him. (laughs) Brings her arm across the front Uh of his shoulders. And just, he flips, like, feet overhead over the bridge. Another Wilhelm scream as he goes flying down below. Um, you don't hear any splashing or anything as he falls and disappears. Okay. Alrighty. Next up is the large creatures. They are still just kind of dog fighting each other. These two mosquito-like ones trying to get the better of this feathered one. And you see that they're actually starting to slightly take notice of the drow, but don't seem to be too bothered by them at the moment. Hmm. Um, Okay. Next up is the drow. So you guys notice that these ones are kind of growing more uh, fervored. You guys, uh, Laura, you have line of sight and Shushar. You guys notice that Mistress Ilvara and Shore are making their way to what appears to be these towers over here and disappearing inside of them. You see these two Quagoth kind of like follow into this stalactite as well, while the others kind of are moving into this other one. They seem to be kind of like moving towards cover. But then you see arrows and, like, a couple spells being launched out from the windows in these stalactites. Um, 
Okay, the other ones are slowly starting to like make their ways up the stairs, taking little pot shots as they can. Um, all right, Indigo, you are up. Alrighty. Um, having had not occasion to use the uh, Ront's Tusk yet, uh, Indigo is going to run out of the stalactite cavern through the um, the hanging bridge there. Um, we're going to squeeze mm. by uh, Alara and Shushar and is going to dash uh, beneath or dash into the um, like the sanctuary area where he saw um, the Cephal Drow go and is going to also try okay. to make his way down. Yeah, you've uh, you've got 30 feet of regular movement, right? Yep. Yeah, so you, you make it down there. You see the same draped black mesh cloth uh, room, and you see Safel is, like, at this chest, like, trying to get it open. It's locked. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to run up to it um, and pull out my, my orc tusk um, and begin to size up if I can use it to pick or not. Um, but that is mm. my, my movement and my action here. Okay. All right. Um, cool. So next, uh, our NPCs here. Eldith quickly sprints across. She passes by you, Lara, and gets past Shushar, and she starts trying to make her way. And as she, like, passes you guys, she goes, I'll try to make it to the lift. Make sure you get there. And quickly behind her, you see Topsy and Turvy sprint by. Uh, Sarith kind of slower, but he eventually kind of makes his way and he starts making it. Uh, and then Shushar makes his way down and uh, Stool just... Hi! I'll, I'll make sure that we have space on the lift for you. Makes his way over. And then Bupido slips by you and you actually see him pull out what looks like a, a rock and he like stabs this drought in the gut and without even like flinching, just like leaves it buried in the gut and keeps moving onward. Uh, and he makes it to about here. Uh, okay, Sifel, you are up. You are at this locked chest. What do you want to do? I mean, I can't open it. I don't have anything to attempt to open it. So I am going to, um, do I have anything? Ooh, uh, okay, I have the flint shard, so I am going to, mm -hmm. is there any way that I can use that in an attempt to aid Bupito in his picking of the lock? Like, I know he has the tusk that he's going to try to use to Be jimmy it. Maybe I can give him... <laughs> The, the shard as a sort of um, I don't know the technical terms because I don't pick a lock but there's usually the actual pick and then the piece that you put in to put pressure on the, the tines of the lock to try mm -hmm. to move it into place so I will uh, complete you... the set in that way it's too thick to use to, to pick lock it but you think if you guys were trying to like break the lock you could probably help him in that regard i mean i can do that i can uh, is it like a is it a regular chest lock or is there like a like a physical it's like it's like a, like it's like a padlock lock. oh it's a separate perfect one. it's not integrated in yeah you feel like you could potentially bust this off if you guys you know way along yeah enough. i'm gonna 
I'm going to step back 10 feet and I'm going to cast Celestial Burst on it. Okay, describe that spell for those that don't know because that's actually yes. a homebrew. Celestial <laughs> Burst, is it really? Yeah, it is. Okay, Celestial Burst in. is a evocation cantrip. Uh, it is an at-will cast, uh, time of an action, range of 60 feet. It uh, only requires verbal and somatic components. You shoot a comet of cosmic light at a creature or object within range. You make a range spell attack against the target. On a hit, the target takes 1d8 radiant damage. If the target was an object, it takes no damage as an instead fuck. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that to happen. Just, this just like happened. that poison. You remember that fucking poison, my this dude? This has happened from our pre so many times. Yep. Read, yep. Your, Read spells, your spells, y'all. Can I hold on? Nope, I can't do that one either. Never mind. Uh, fuck me running. Okay, I will. Uh, our wizard doesn't have damaging spells. No, not damaging cantrips. I have damaging spells. Um, but I'm trying to save one just in case. So I will use the flint shard then as it seems mechanically intended as a dagger and just try to bust. Okay, the lock. make an attack. Okay. Uh, I believe a dagger I can use my dexterity score with as well. Yes. Yeah. Because it is it's a, a finesse. finesse weapon. Okay. 17. Okay, you hit it. Roll for damage. Uh huh. Uh huh. Wow. Uh, four points of damage. Okay, four four points of damage. All right, you uh, you make a good gouge into it. Lara, you are up. Um, Lara is standing next to that drow that Bupidu just um, stuck something pointy in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he took like what looked like a sharpened rock and just like jammed it into that drow's stomach. Okay, I would like to, and I don't know if this is like fudging it. <laughs> I want to um, grab the weapon that was shoved into his stomach, pull it out as mm -hmm. a free object interaction. <laughs> um, mm. I don't know. Does that count? What, like, what do you want to do with it once you have it? Give me, give me that. Like, yeah. give me the full idea of this turn that you're describing. Well, so I'm kind of imagining if it, if it doesn't come out easily, she's going to use it to pull this drow and throw him over the edge. Okay. So, if, it, if it's right. stuck in there, then she's just going to whip it. And then he she's keeping the dagger, but he's going over the side. So uh, a foot, okay. a, like right. a, maybe bracing a foot against the body and pull it out. Mm, okay. Um, it's definitely Shove. not going to be an easy pull. He's actually like clutching it mm. as it's like in his gut and like your hand reaches for it. And he looks up and he's like, no, 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 no. And uh, do you want to try to rip it out and like send him flying over the edge, or do you yeah. want to just like shove him off? I'm, I'm imagining that this is like a um, grab and shove. Okay, make another strength check. All right. Let's make this contest. Cock die from uh, eighteen. Oh, uh, natural twenty. Damn. So like <laughs> you start to shove him, and he manages to like resist you and like throw you off. Okay. All right. Um, hmm. I think I, I cannot move past in his square. Right? You 
you could, but you'd take an attack of opportunity. I will stay where I'm at because I know my friends are still on that um, stalag tight. Stalag tight. <laughs> um, okay. right there. So I'm gonna wait, and I will end my turn. Hey everybody, this is Sam Conklin. I voice Lara in the Madness Table. We are so delighted to have you here. Thank you so much for listening to our dinky little podcast. We pour our hearts into this, so to have you here is just, it's its the world. Um, if you haven't already, we have a Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Madness Table. You can also shoot us an email at themadnesstable at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, love to hear how you're enjoying the show, any questions you have for the characters. We might even shout you out in some future post-show notes, so please do so. If, if you're loving the podcast, we would just adore you if you shared it with a friend. And that's it. So we'll see you in two weeks for our next episode when the Madness Continues.